0: Hey, you doing everyone, welcome back to Hashtag Millennials. This is Christian. And this is Harvey. Uh, we just wanted to give you a quick message before listening to this podcast that uh, we, we recorded what you're about to hear well before the corona outbreak and, and the uh, current situation everyone's finding themselves in. It's a mixture of different things we're trying. There's some fun stuff and some serious stuff. And we hope you're enjoying it. So let us know what you think. Um, we hope you're doing well in this time. And we'll see you on the other side. See you later, guys.
1: Talking about future job prospects, have you been to any cool events lately?
0: So, actually, I should ask that question because I didn't go to my event i was going to go to an event on tuesday but i really screwed up and i didn't i didn't make it so i i did something else instead but did did you go to an event last week
1: i did no i actually went to an event just yesterday
0: oh what was it it was
1: called uh trucking around with mr lindsey fox the the one and only the owner
0: the richest truck driver in the country absolutely privately family owned is lim fox private yeah family owned oh wow how, how did what
1: how did you get into this event like what it was um yeah i actually infiltrated my way it was actually hosted by the the jewish young professionals association so um for those uh listening i am not jewish uh i am asian but um yeah i infiltrated that association it was an amazing event can i tell you that much like um that association really know how to host an event like where where was it uh kpmg with uh, Docklands. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it was a really really amazing venue, really amazing speakers. Um the event was really good and it was just like you can really feel the sense of community in that event. Like um I was sitting by myself, I didn't really know anyone. Um and then the organizers kept coming up to me like offering me drinks, uh, telling me to go get some food oh, and, that's like, awesome Yeah, like it was really it was like really welcoming. Really yeah, really really warm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's fantastic. Cuz that's the most awkward thing like you go to an event you don't know anybody you want to go to the event because you're like you want to meet network people you want to network with people you want to get to you learn the subject matter and everything and like the when the actual talk is on you you know you're all sorted you just sit down and listen that's right but when you need to interact with people it's always such an awkward thing to like you know making friends and it's not a it's not i look very few people that i know myself included uh comfortable like just doing the cold open to people in person it's pretty it's quite a lot of anxiety around that
1: yeah yeah
0: definitely especially if you like
1: um there's already kind of like established clicks and circles already like already talking and just kind of like um infiltrating your way into that circle and just trying to be involved in that but no like overall they they were fantastic it was uh, it was really good and like um uh one of our friends that that um that we both know, Jesse uh, recommended me to go uh, see another
0: another event. Oh, fantastic! But hold on, what was the what was this Lynn Fox one about? Yeah, yeah.
1: So it was Lynn Fox. It was just kind of uh, sharing his um like kind of life story, his journey of um who he was and how he became uh the the conglomerate Lin Fox is in in the the trucking um transport and logistics space. Um, but yeah, he was just like he was it was a very uplifting, um, motivational kind of story that he had that he shared um and one of the things that he talked about was um no one ever goes uh broke by by giving or by being generous like that was really the, uh, yeah that was the overall theme that he was kind of giving and he was talking about like you know believing in yourself uh, going after what you want um you know you get what you pay for and you know the harder you work, the luckier you get, kind of like things like that. And it's kind of like really uplifting and motivating.
0: So was it was it motivational or like informational? It was, it was a bit of both. So
1: it was kind of sharing like who Lindsay Fox was, kind of getting to understand, you know, his, his personal story. Um, and then about the Lind Fox business from what when it's first started to where it is now. Um, and then just kind of like the characteristics and traits that you need as a business person to succeed.
0: Was there any like standout characteristics that he said? Because obviously you mentioned like, you know, you've got to believe in yourself and you have to work hard and give to others. But like, was there any like key points that he point, like, put out there? Absolutely.
1: He said he lived by this um, principle that he, 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 that in terms of his business and this selective of people that he, he, he works with. And it was called till. And TIL stood for trust. It's till like TIL like T I L. T I L. Yes. So T uh, stands for trust. I stands for integrity, and L stands for loyalty. So what,
0: hold on. So anyone he works with must have all three. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He, trust, he, integrity, he, and yeah, loyalty. Yeah.
1: He 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 values
0: those those three things. The but most. hold on. Did he did he state when he came up with that concept, or is he like not from day one? you've got to be these three things in order to work with me? Or is that something that he learned along the way? I,
1: I, I, Good question. I think that's something he learned on the way. And I think that's, he was saying that those three uh, characteristics and traits are kind of missing in today's society. So he holds those very dear society or business uh, both or like world? both business and and, and in and, and in impersonal so he always he was talking about like how you should surround yourself with like-minded people people to help you grow um, people who were you know more successful than you and for for you to be forced to level up um, and he, he chose those three characteristics before skill or ability
0: all right like it's I can understand that because I mean like we you know working on this hashtag millennials thing with you you know, you're sending me messages at 2 a.m. going, oh, I've spoken to this person or I've done this and this. That makes me grind harder because I go, I've, I'm "I've working with somebody that's actively pushing really, really hard into achieving something. You know, it makes me want to sort of not necessarily just match it for a competition's sake, but it makes me want to work harder to, to get contribute. Yeah. yeah,
1: it kind of challenges you, right?
0: Yeah, but it challenges you in a good way. It's not Absolutely. like challenging. Because you know how some people can sort of go, they'll undermine your concept. They'll, they'll hear it and they'll go, oh, yeah, but you know, you haven't thought about this or this or this and they'll sort yeah. of passive-aggressively screw you over.
1: Yeah. So after that event, like um, my perception and like my like my admiration of Lindsay Fox was yeah, through the roof, like his generosity, his kindness, his business acumen, what he has achieved, uh, from his humble beginnings to where he is now is purely amazing. And, you know, like, he was he was so open. Like, he was talking to everyone. He was working in the room. Like, everyone like that came up to him was asking for photos. He was happily taking photos and, like, genuinely trying to get to know that person, which I thought
0: was awesome. It was amazing. Did you get to know him? Did you ask? Did you talk Well, to the him?
1: thing is... Um, no, unfortunately. So, because uh, he was working in the room, a lot of people were asking him questions, taking photos, and I was kind of patiently waiting and then got to a point I was like, uh, okay, he'll, who might be leaving soon? And I, I had to go as well. So I was like, oh, okay, I go, I, I'm putting it out there
0: in a universe that I want to meet him again. <laughs> there we go. And on a podcast, which might help. I suppose the interesting part is, or not interesting, but the I suppose the the part that makes a lot of sense is you gained an appreciation for him because you get got to know his story.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Because like the thing is, to be honest, like, um, you know, you, you hear about Lynn Fox, you hear about Lindsay Fox himself, but you don't kind of understand to that personal level. You only you only hear the kind of the business side of it and like his net worth and the things that he's achieved. You only hear it from the that high level. Yeah, you don't really hear it from the personal level and in in coming it from his own own words so yeah that was really mm. good
0: i mean he's also speaking slightly on the material side of things i mean he does own philip island racetrack and he's got one of the best car collections Airports, in the country yeah
1: absolutely helicopters and um what do you call it like he's worth about 3.5 or four four billion dollars yeah yeah absolutely shit yeah he's got a bit of coin yeah, yeah and the thing is you know like uh, one of the other things that it was a good takeaway he was saying that um i uh, love what you do do what you love and love what you do and money and the financial side of it is just a byproduct of your the, the things that you love doing like your passion your purpose
0: and I, saw, I saw an instagram quote thing Sim, something similar is to it that? very similar yeah
1: yeah well yeah that like, like yesterday that really resonated with me and i was like you know what look look what you know mr fox did he he did what he loved and his success is just a byproduct of his passion and he said and he, he said it um, during that event he goes like he goes why would i stop working i love it i love i, I love what i do
0: and that's like that's something you hear quite consistently amongst ultra successful people is they don't do something uh, for the grind of it just purely because they're like, no, this will get me to X, Y, Z. They do it because, you know, the really successful people, they've got sort of this Venn diagram between I'm willing to work hard, but I also care about this a lot. And that bit in the middle is there. That's the formula for success. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's quite a consistent thing you see amongst really successful people. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, no, no that's true. I agree.
0: So do you have any other takeaways from the event?
1: No, I think that that overall event was, yeah, fantastic. I did connect I connected a network with some amazing people as well. So yeah, that that was that was really good as well. So um yeah, I've established some some new friends.
0: I do have to reemphasize I was meant to go to an event. Yeah, talk to me about that event. What was the event? So the event was Rapid Rises. It was a startup it was a pitch night hosted ah, by pitch Startup night. Victoria. Okay. But I I didn't go. I just I, I double booked myself that night. And I Where, do, where was the event Stone and Chalk down the road? Oh Stone in Sorry, So in the C B D. Yeah, it was um, so stoner Chalks in the Goods Shed, which is right next to Southern Cross Station. Yeah. But I will admit, somewhat ashamedly, that I didn't want to go partly because it's logistically a pain in the ass. Like, you yeah, yeah. have to drive in. I was already running late, so I'd have to drive in, park, you know, walk to the thing. By the time I got there, I would have been there for like an hour. But then it turns out I really should have made the effort because, uh, well, two reasons. One, there was a whole bunch of people there that I wanted to see and talk to, and I, I didn't get that chance because I didn't show up. But then two is, you know, it really emphasized the point that you know how you have the, that old saying of you can pre- you can present someone the door but they have to walk through it mm-hmm. well my current uh, one of my th- hypotheses is currently is that you can't actually know what doors are in front of you unless you walk into that you know into the into the hallway that yeah, has all these doors yeah, right? Yeah, right so if you're not yeah. willing to walk into that hallway you never see what's missed in- opportunity exactly mm-hmm. right it's the hallway of opportunities right then you have to pick the door to walk through and yeah i didn't show up i didn't go to the hallway because it was far away and it was a pain i mean i do live in the southeastern suburbs so it's very far away
1: yeah so it's kind of like the accessibility, right? It's uh, to to the events because I did I have noticed that a lot of like the awesome events is all centered
0: in the CBD. It makes sense because it's a it's a center point, right? It's a, it's an interesting point because yes, there are a fair few events that go on. I we we are an events ca- like events capital of Australia. We have more events here than anywhere else. That's for sure. But a lot of them, yes, are based in the CBD in the central business district. Mm-hmm. And frankly speaking, you know as much as millennial professionals are based in the city, there's a lot of them here, you know, it's a growing city. It's a booming city. So you've got people in the Western suburbs and Northern suburbs, East, Southeast southeast, in the peninsula. If you've got actually lots of different locations where you could be doing events and to segue this into our, into the next topic, into the next agenda item. I think when it comes to, you know, hashtag millennial events, cause you know, we're trying to do events. That's that's our big thing, you know, having recurring events weekly. I think we should look at doing, rather than purely hosting things only in the city, I reckon we should really look at, all right, can we do an event in the west, in the east, in the north? Maybe not at the same time on one night, cause we're not set up to do that yet. Yeah, absolutely. But we should look at doing events, that are in a more decentralized location like not in not in make it easier to access by people that are coming from the you know not central areas of melbourne I absolutely think that's, we, we should look into no them, i agree
1: that. for someone who who's based in the west I'll, i would appreciate that because you know the the distance from from where i live to the closest event or any kind of event that's worth worth me going it's, it's it's a nightmare logistically.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a pain, and I mean, even if it wasn't, um, even if it wasn't this, si- parking is obviously parking is in parking and a distance narrow, is what we're really addressing right? here. But really, even if it was, you know, one of the because you've got a lot of like micro breweries opening up in Abbotsford, Collingwood, yeah, um, Fitzroy. Even if we did a did an event in somewhere like that, you know, it's much more relaxed setting, so mm-hmm. you could still have the serious conversation about all right, here's. Here's we're going to be talking about this startup concept, or millennials in this context, or whatever it might be, or maybe if we would just want to come and hang out with us for an hour. But yeah, I think if we did it in a more decentralized location, we'd we'd um, we'd be able to attract a broader group of people. Because as much as we would definitely want to talk to, you know, millennial professionals working in the city, we also, you know, we don't want to we don't want to isolate everyone else. That, no, absolutely, that's, uh, absolutely. And the the other thing actually. Going off what you said about the uh, Linfox event you went to the other night, um, we do need to make people feel comfortable. We need to make our events really awesome, don't we? Well, yeah, exactly right. Like, you know, how do we do that? Like, I think it's a community
1: building. But yeah, community. But community
0: is such a buzzword. Everyone says, "Oh, look at community," not this. So how, but how do we actually do that? Because how do we make it not just some BS marketing word? How do we I actually think, put it into practice? I
1: think we we you know get everyone in involved getting everyone involved engaging engaging with with our listenership we need like
0: a, we need like a recurring icebreaker or something that that's uh yeah if you show up to our event on a first Oh, okay day. i think I, I
1: yeah i think you're onto something what do you, well uh, that's all i had oh uh, is, is that it okay uh, all right <laughs> i'll just i'll just being that supportive friend you
0: you you're trying i was i had an idea you're trying to birth the rest I, of it i was yeah <laughs> you know, was yeah i was being there. your hype man um, uh no i reckon if we look so so you're talking
1: to, you're talking about like you know breweries and, and and meeting up at these kind of like kind of other kind of decentralized places i think you're onto something like we, we meet somewhere there
0: well what did we talk about last time last time we were like okay we need let's rather than having one event a month or a fourth month or every six months let's have something weekly where one of us will show up or you have a location where as a millennial professional we can go there and talk about Talk about work, blow off steam, or a bit of both, right? Yeah. So that was what we talked about last time, and now we're saying to to iterate on that idea, on that idea, and to grow it. We want to not only do those events in the city, we also want to look at we should do one week where it's in in a more not city area. Well,
1: like a place where it's more accessible to to other. So more, yeah, we want to yeah. do an
0: event in a more accessible areas. So we've got every Thursday, not necessarily in a central place, and then uh, we need to. Make sure people feel comfortable, because that, that you know what it's like. Literally hosting a party, like yeah, if you're, absolutely. If you're ho- so if you host a party, you know people show up. You need to make them feel comfortable. So yeah, you have to work the room. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Like when I when I throw a party, you, you'd spend very little time, and with one group, you you're with several different ones. You make sure everyone has a good time. So how do we do that in like a professional setting? Because the people that show up. You know, beyond the mates that are being super nice to us while we're trying to get this shindig off the ground, mm. you know, how do we make complete strangers feel comfortable? Because we don't want to. Yeah, we want we want them to feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It w- and I don't think it should be like a drinking game because I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a sa- savory idea. How about this? How about we keep it yes interactive, but let's keep it okay. How about we keep it simple? We want to make it interactive. If you show up on the Thursday, if you know nobody else, come up to one of us. Okay. So we've got recurring events on Thursdays. They're not necessarily always in the city, so I' don't know, tune into the we have to post on Instagram and link yeah them absolutely We have be. to keep them updated, keep them updated. Um, and the premise is that if you don't know anybody, you can come up to us and we'll introduce you to the people that we just met. Absolutely to make people feel comfortable. Yeah, okay, cool. And if you show up early, we'll get them a drink or something. Yeah or if there's someone that's exceptionally awkward, we'll get them a drink anyway it doesn't have to be alcohol. so that's gonna always gonna <laughs> be me then so i'll have to buy myself a drink um you know what though? there is one more thing we need to discuss in in regards to hashtag millennials strategy
1: yeah what's the strategy
0: uh we we've had uh, feedback come in from our first couple reco- releases our first couple episodes Oh, please had, be good we be had good a good friend of ours has come back with some feedback um it's it's a it's you know this is a good friend because he's our mate but he also gave us uh, the honest feedback we need in order to not suck. Mm. So the couple of things that he said and I, and I you know we need to figure out where we put this. Um, but the first couple of episodes were like cold, so we need to warm up and have the bantering beforehand, so that when people are listening to the show it's warm. So that was part one. Yeah. Um, the second thing was it, it, at times it sounded and I, we. Clearly, did not address this for this recording, but at times there was a need for cue cards because <laughs> we were having to think on the spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, that does um, a lot of times like we, we that happens to us where we uh, kind of go off for the tangent or go on off topic.
0: But I, don't, I mean that's not a I don't think that's a bad thing but if we're having more serious conversations like when we have people on the show come onto the show interviewees and and stuff like that we don't want to just waste an executive's time or someone's time going oh we'll figure it out along the way you want to have more structured approach a more structured approach of course yeah so yeah, you so have we'll, to keep it on topic yeah so that was that was part two of the feedback what uh, else did you say and the the third thing was to make it like more interactive so when we talk about certain things just making sure it's you know, bouncing off ideas. It's not just like, like one, yeah, one-sided sort of thing. Yeah, so it's okay. good feedback. So if I, I think it was, oh, they valid. They valid points. I, I agree with them. Yeah, I, I mean the other, the other point is, and if uh, another friend of ours who who says this all the time, as well as it's repeating what uh, Mister V says all the time, which is you know we're documenting over creating. So we're you know we record the show, cut it up, and put it out there. We're, we're our prior primary focus is to document. So that, you know, there's gonna be screw ups in there along the way and that's why we're putting putting this out there. But I think that also makes it, you know, genuine and authentic. Yeah.
1: I think I think I think you're I think we're onto something. Hashtag millennial strategy. Sounds good.
0: Yeah. I think we've covered it off enough. Yeah. Um, Stamp of approval. <laughs> the Harvey the Harvey Data DOS yeah. approval. Actually we need and we we should put an action item around the the strategy and that is we should look into locations that are outside of Melbourne. Yep. And then we should also uh, make sure that when we show up to events, the we're, you know, friendly. So put your friendly face on at the next one. Uh, do I have to? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm doing it for you guys. That's our show. We hope you enjoyed it. This episode was brought to you by Storytime Studios. Don't forget to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening on and get the latest straight to your phone.
1: You can also follow us at LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at millennialinquiry@gmail.com. at gmail.com. This has been Hashtag Millennials. Don't forget to tag us.